All right, everyone, welcome to Big Red Talks, season one, episode six, Overcoming Addiction. I felt God was calling for me to spread this message to all of you. Um, it's coming up on my one-year anniversary of being sober from weed. This 4th of July, I call it freedom from weed, independence from weed. Um, so I wanted to share with you guys a little bit about the story, a little bit about the process, a little bit about you know strategies that you can implement in overcoming addiction, whether that's a substance, whether that's lust, whether that's, you know, eating bad, whatever it is, caffeine, like we all have things and it's healthier to recognize them now and to try to fix them. Because in my eyes, it's like things that weren't intended for us from God shouldn't be done, you know? Okay. Everything in moderation, I get that for sure, but it's really what works for you and what doesn't. So if it's something that causes you to have depression and anxiety, if it's something that it's affecting your work, affecting the people around you, your relationships, that's something that you definitely need to consider. So like I said, it really took me, the pandemic, to face all of this head on and be like, okay, this stuff isn't good for me anymore, right? And change is hard, so it's difficult to make that first step. So I'm going to kind of go over my big five, as I call them, in terms of facing it, you know, dealing with it, and then overcoming it and living a healthy, sober life, whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be substances, like I said. So first things first, you have to recognize that it's a problem. You got to feel guilty for doing so. You got to see that there's a negative change in your life, a negative influence, negative impact, right? So that's very important. Having that rec recognition and awareness is the first key to actualization and conceptualization. So then you know, okay, this is what I need to do, not want to do. Because if it's just want, it's not going to go very far, right? So I know a lot of people that have tried and have failed, some people that have and still do so here and there, which is great, right? I'm not advocating for anything. I'm just trying to give you my experience and, and my tips doing so because this definitely relates to building healthy habits for yourself, being more successful in your personal life, your business life, your social life, everything, right? So. First things first, I would say you have to start off with baby steps. It's hard to go cold turkey, right? If you do, more power to you, but it's going to be very, very difficult and you might relapse more. So give yourself a timeline, I would say. Make it time bound. So whether that's a few days and then a week and then a month, what I did that helped me a lot was I, keep, I literally keep a note in my phone, like day one, day two, day three, whatever, right? And then you don't wanna beat yourself up if you relapse, it's gonna take time, it's not gonna be overnight, especially if you have abused something for so long. So really it's just setting realistic expectations. If you're like, the only way I can actually do it is by throwing everything away and going cold turkey, then great, do that. But if you're like, I don't know, I kinda of wanna ease into it, I'm working all the time, I'm engaging with people, I'm doing all this, I don't wanna be a mess, I get it because I've been there and it was tough, right? So maybe it's you reduce your usage and then you start the timer. You go a day, you go two days, you go three days, you start to progress along the way, right? I think that's a more healthy way of going about it in anything you do because then you're progressing, you're facing it, you're realizing what it takes and also the place that you don't want to go back to, right? So for me, it was like, it got to the point where it wasn't enjoyable anymore. 
I was getting paranoia. I was getting like not the right mental aptitude that I wanted. So it was huge for me and my, my well-being where it's like, okay, this is not beneficial to me anymore. This is not healthy. So I need to come off it. I need to do better. Right. So having that realization is key and then start to make baby steps and moving forward on that goal. Second off, I would say staying busy helps a lot. So when I went through this process, that was when I was running my personal training business. So I didn't really have time to think about it, you know, here and there. Yes, of course. But if you're in work, if you're at the gym, if you're traveling, if you're doing a hobby, whatever it is, find things that'll keep you busy. So you're not sitting with it, thinking about it. And it's going to drive you crazy. Right. So it's important to keep your mind off of it. And like I said, think back to the place where you didn't want to be. That'll help you conceptualize it more like, okay, like this is where I was, this is where I want to go. And then this is where I need to go. So having distractions is good, whether that's work, whether that's family, whether that's going outside and exercising, whatever it is for you, create a healthy balance and just keep at it because over time it will get easier. Um, and that'll kind of lead me into the next one, which is finding healthy habits. So a big thing for me was when I quit weed, I kind of poured into other bad things like nicotine and drinking and all this stuff to rem not to reminisce, to replicate that urge, that satisfaction, that relief. Right. And those things aren't great. So my best advice would be, you know, not to replace it with another addiction. But if you have like five at once, it might be best to attack one at a time. I I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's, it'd be very difficult to do them all at once. So like what I found success over time was attacking one head on the next, the next, the next. If you can do it where you just, you only have one big one or two big ones and you could just not turn to anything else. That's great. Because if you do, you're basically creating another codependency, which isn't going to be, you know, worthwhile and sustainable. So I think it's key to find healthy habit habits to deal with the withdrawals, the anxiety, the stress, the strife, everything, right? So it's really just figuring out what works for you. If that's, I need to do nothing today. I need to drive to the beach and just lay down. I need to call a friend or a loved one. Whatever brings you that peace and that, you know, relief, it's a lot better than the alternative, right? So I think that that's a huge thing. And like tying it into a spiritual aspect is just leaning into your faith, leaning into God, knowing that he's bigger than anything we go through. So Know that those chains will be broken as long as you put in the time, you put in the effort, you pray for it, and you have the right mindset and energy about it, right? So that helped me a lot. I didn't go to church a lot during the pandemic because it was crazy, you know, but I did pray a lot. I did spend a lot of time ex exploring my spirituality. I did distance myself a lot. You know, I cut out bad people, bad situations, whatever it was, because your energy and time are like your most valuable assets. You want to make sure that what you're doing is going to be reciprocal of the place you're going to go, the addictions you're trying to break, the place you're trying to be at. So that helped me a lot. And then recently, you know, attacking the final stage of the nicotine and the porn, it's been church a lot for me and the people that are around me. So literally just submitting myself to God, going to church, you know, being with him, reading the word, all those things are very helpful because like I said, it's, th these aren't natural things that we're supposed to be doing. So knowing that they're bad, you know, asking for help with our sin, because we are flawed by nature and just 
fully trusting God's plan and God's timing is huge. And that's going to get you to where you want to be. It might not be overnight, might not be when you want it, but it will come. You just got to stay consistent and you got to stay hungry. Uh, the next one is you want to have a plan of action that's time bound. So for me, it was like, okay, I want to, you know, cut this off for good by the end of the year. And I did so. Or you could be like, oh, I want to do it by summer. I want to do it in a month. Whatever it is, you have to have tangible steps that you go to so you have a clear direction and approach to it. Because if you're just like, oh, I just want to quit, it's not going to be very uh, healthy, very beneficial for you. But if you have a smart goal, as we call it, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, that's going to help you attack it better and realize what it's going to take to be able to reach that final step and, and, and get that desired outcome that you're looking for. So that was huge for me after the weed. It was like, okay, I need to attack these other things, but it's not going to be overnight. Right. So it's like I said, it's baby steps one at a time, but I'm like, I definitely don't want to do this long-term, especially as I'm getting older. That's a big thing. You got to look at the big picture. You're like in five, in 10 years, can I really see myself doing all this stuff with my future family, my future career, my future business, my future house, right? No. I mean, if you do those things recreationally and you're at a place where you're good, then so be it. But you don't want to be consistently doing that and having that negative, toxic, you know, environment around the people that you care about and the stuff that you care about. So that's what helped me a lot. I was like, I want this stuff gone sooner rather than later because it's it's not fulfilling. It's not... Um, Need, needing what 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 I'm looking for, and it's not going to be sustainable in the long term. So I'm like, the sooner, the better, right? And having those those time bound goals will help you to rationalize better in making your decisions. So like I said, if you do mess up, if you do relapse, if you do whatever, you're like, okay, well I'm still on my timeline. Or you can always adjust it, right? You can always change that. It's not bound in paper, but it, at least it's a guiding source for you to pursue it and to know, you know, okay, this is where I need to go. And this is the steps I need to do to do so. So that's huge. And for me, having that time bound was important because I was like, for, I think it was, they call it no shave November, right? So I was like, no nicotine November, no nonsense November, all this stuff. So that was the first time I really tried attacking it. And I went like the whole month without anything. And then um, I relapsed long story short, but I was like, okay, I did it. I know I can do it. I know I can go that time of period without it. So then it was just like a continual spiral after that. How long can I go? How far can I do it? And it wasn't until recently where I was like, you know what? I don't need a time on it. I don't need to do it ever again. And that's hard. That's, that's like a beautiful place to get to. It's hard, but once you're there, you feel free, you feel in control. You feel like I did it, you know, and that'll help you with everything in life. Cause it's a big part of your mindset and your your work ethic and your higher calling where you're like, okay, I have problems, I have issues, but I have the self-awareness to attack it and to be better and to ask for help if I need it and to have a support system. That's huge. And that kind of ties into my, my last one, the fifth one, the support system. So, so, so key. Like the people you surround yourself with are a testament to who you are, right? So, so many of my relationships were predicated on smoking or partying or doing whatever to the point where I was like, I said this on my last podcast, like I'm trying to go this way and you're trying to go this way. And that's difficult to swallow. That's difficult to address. That's difficult to accept, but it's so needed because people, situations, 
jobs, anything come and go in your life, but you and your divine being are eternal. So you got to take care of that. You know, it doesn't matter who's around you. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's really about your calling, your higher purpose to do these things. So for me, it was like people have come and gone in my life frequently. So it's not a biggie for me. Yeah. It's going to be hard hit to the chest when you lose someone you care about, but just know that God's going to refill that empty vessel with something better might not be as bountiful. It might not be as much quantity, but it's always quality over quantity, right? So if you have two good friends over 10 that just want to fuck around and smoke and party, then that's much better for your peace, your harmony, and your development as a whole. So for me, that helped realizing like who I want, who I envision my future wife to be, my family, my best friends, even my, my church group that's around me. Everybody around you is going to help you in that progress because if you're open, if you're vulnerable, if you're transparent, it's going to be difficult conversations for sure. But bottling it up is the worst thing you could do. If you can find someone that you can relate that to and outside of God, of course, you should be talking to him first. But having someone accountable for you, having someone supporting you, having someone checking up on you is so key. I can't imagine someone that has nobody and tries to do that. That's why you see, you know, people in the streets addicted. That's what happens when people give up on you. So I feel for those people because it's so difficult to do it on your own. So, so difficult. So making sure that you have that support system, having the right energy and atmosphere around you, whether that's church, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's your workplace. Your workplace is huge too. You want to make sure that where you're going to be at is conducive to your well-being and your mindset and your attitude because those are all things you can control right so if this place is not good for me oh, i just want to go home and drink and smoke and whatever that's probably not going to be good for you you might have to take a job that's not your you know first choice that's not the most pay or whatever but that's a sacrifice that is needed so those are the big five i would say and in terms of the results for me as you guys can see i've become a lot more well-spoken, a lot more confident, a lot more outgoing, where I was a shell of myself for a while. It would come and go. You know, I was still in sales. I was still in management. I was still in my running my own business. So I was doing my thing. But that's almost energy that you could just harvest and manifest and then it depletes itself really quickly. So if you can be consistent, that's going to translate to all aspects of your life. So it definitely helps me to be more clear-headed, more confident, more in control, knowing that I have the self-control to say no now, that I you know, can do this instead of that. Um, and another big thing is being in tune, you know, like, again, I'm not here to convert anybody or to do any of that. But when you have that higher sense of being and calling, it really helps you a lot to find that peace because people that don't, it's difficult because they're like, oh, like, there's nothing in this world, you know, no, nothing matters. Um, well, yes, I do agree with that to a point from a godly aspect that nothing matters. So why worry about it? Attack it instead realize where you're going and that nothing is going to hold you back from that and lean into that because that's going to be your foundation. When everything else breaks, God is still there. So just finding that peace, finding that connection, finding that harmony is going to be huge outside of the tangible things like the plan, like the people around you, all of that, having that centering of your purpose, your fulfillment, your journey is going to be very, very key in achieving these steps and to conquer anything that you're going on. So 
I hope this helps everybody. I've seen so much growth in the last year and like we've seen a bunch of memes about it. You wouldn't be the same person if it weren't for the pandemic. And I so, so agree. It's something life-changing. It's something radical. It's something transformative that it's the opportunity for you to either make or break you. A lot of people broke, a lot of people made themselves, but it's not too late. It's never too late. We can use that as a case study to when things hit the shitter, what are your response? Because your reaction rate is in control of you. You're the only one holding you back. So stop making excuses for yourself. Find yourself a support group. Make a plan. Find healthy habits. Baby steps. Stay busy. All these things will help you to achieve that long-term result, long-term goal, and long-term peace overall. I will see you guys next week. Thank you for coming on. I hope this helps some people. And let me know any topics you want to hear for the next uh, few few episodes for this season as we wrap up season one of Building Healthy Habits. Thank you, everybody.